Do you have a you have a fancy fancy book? Well, I bought this and then uh, didn't realize when I bought it that the paper wasn't the kind of paper that I like to mm. draw on. So it's very thin. So it's just become like my use all notebook. <laughs> Look, I made notes. Wow. Hey, Kate. Welcome back. <laughs> Hi. Hi. <laughs> so what's your idea? Okay, so you gave me the idea last week about doing ASMR. Mm-hmm. So Infinite Jest ASMR, and I came up with some ideas. You could do reading a book and flipping back and forth, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, smoking a cigarette, like chain smoking a cigarette, mm-hmm. um, bouncing tennis balls, mm-hmm. and uh, wheelchairs rolling across Oh, the squeak. The squeak. Or the squeak. I was thinking stones. Mm. Well, yeah. I guess it could be a long, you know, it could be like 45 minutes, and it could yeah. be some of the squeak and some of wheelchairs on stones. Yeah. Okay, so that's my one idea. All right. My second idea was um, Infinite Just as a sleep aid because several times Jacob has gone to bed and then didn't want to go to bed and ran into my bedroom and was like laying with me. And I was like, you can stay here, but I'm just going to read my book. And he's like, okay. And then he's like, well, read to me. And so I'll start reading Infinite Just to him and he falls asleep like, almost instantly and so i was like someone reading infinite jest and it's a sleep thing i want is there a is there an audiobook of infinite jest mm. and if there is how long is it and if there is how do they handle the end notes oh, oh that's a good question these are good questions my last idea is not as strong as the other ones but <laughs> start off strong <laughs> And then hit him with the one idea that wasn't as strong. That's like it's a classic marketing technique. Yeah. yeah, good pitch. It's some sort of like, oh, I know what it is. No, I improved on it. No, this is a good idea. <laughs> it's a small suitcase on rolly wheels to carry your copy of Infinite Jest around. Okay, right? so like young. <laughs> So, because it's so heavy, I was like, I want to take it with me, put it in my purse, but it's kind of a hassle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it would need to have a um, a little transparent window, so that everyone could see <laughs> that you were rolling around infinite jest, so you get credit for like I'm reading infinite jest mm-hmm. and I'm wheeling it around in this little wheelie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would just be limited to the people who would be like, why do you have a tiny suitcase? Just like tiny things. Yeah. All right, so that's it. That's all I got. Those are those are great ideas. <laughs> Add it to my, my list of Infinite Just inspired products. Right. Yeah, we've got the, the Encouragement app. Mm-hmm. And then these. Was the there something else? T-shirt. Oh, the T-shirt. There's got to be There's more. I'm sure there's more. I'm sorry. Our, yeah, listen, our listeners will let us know. Graphs and, like, you know, pulling out plot points, mm-hmm, co- mm-hmm. color coding. And yep. Yeah. Tons of stuff. 
That didn't sound very sincere. No, I'm sorry. I was <laughs> I was guarding my water glass from a cat. <laughs> You're like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 I was a little distracted. <laughs> I thought the cat might try to drink my water. Should I jump in to the rundown? I don't want to chop off encouraging. What was the word I want? I don't want to chop off in exciting innovations. Yes. I would just like to say that this week I experienced something about the book that I've never experienced before. What was that? <laughs> I didn't want to stop reading. Now, is it... I also experienced that a little bit. Is it because the the chap, the the infinite summer reading schedule this time had us stopping exactly in the middle of one of the few pieces of action in the entire book. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. It. Right. Where you're supposed, you're supposed <laughs> to stop reading. It's just, you know, it's page, page six eleven, and page six eleven. I think even, yeah. Page six eleven doesn't ends in the middle of a sentence. <laughs> like if you exactly just stopped right in the middle, right where it says six eleven, like, it, okay. it ends, it ends with the word, greens and then that's it it's but i also love the fact that you know if you're going to recommend someone read this you go hold out until page 550 just hold out till then and then something starts to happen something starts to happen <laughs> something terrible oh but oh good one other thing um i know that i've been very like accepting of the fact that everyone in this book is a horrible person mm -hmm, no, mm -hmm. yeah terrible, that was your that was your assertion yeah. so yeah and i've been like nope that's just how it is and then this week i was like oh th these are terrible 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 people like it yeah. was awful like i skimmed it not because i was bored but because i didn't want to find out what happened mm -hmm. so all right that's it um <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. I I guess on that note, I mean, we should say like this week has a content warning for animal cruelty. Cruelty. Yeah, thank yeah. you for that because yeah. people never do that. Yeah, I guess we'll get to that. I have one other piece of news um, that I need to share with you. My brother has finished the book. Oh. So. But how he hasn't had our commentary? I know. I'm not sure how he was able to do so, but. Somehow, he struggled through. <laughs> uh, congratulations, yeah, Jessica. Uh, that's, yeah. So, <laughs> um, so now he's, yeah, he, now he's among the people who, as he hears us uh, talking about things and speculating, he'll be like, oh, it's so okay. obvious yeah. that. Well, he should comment. Yeah. I think his, his text. No to, spoilers. No spoilers, but comments. His his text to me was like I have finished, and then W A T, which I never know how to say. I mean, it's what, but like what? That's it. What? Yeah. Yeah. I've never experienced anyone texting that to me. Really? Mm -hmm. What? No, that's all. If I'm someone text had, you. <laughs> if someone had texted that to me, I wouldn't have known what it meant. Hmm. It means what? Like what was that? I, that's his. I get it. I understand now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Here's the rundown. So we we don't meet this week, but we meet in depth this week. Randy Lentz, right. yes. who is a cocaine dealer 
former cocaine dealer who is at Ennett House, and he is killing animals on his way home from AA meetings. Yes, and it's described in great detail. Yes. And he's walking home with uh, Bruce Green, who's another one of the Ennett House inmates, who inmates, residents, who I don't think we had met before, but I don't know. And I'm not going to look at it. He felt familiar, Mm. but that doesn't mean anything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, wait, we did learn. Somewhere in here, we did learn that he lived. There's there's the. Oh, he lived with a drug dealer. Right. The drug dealer with the snakes. Yeah. Who? That guy from the beginning. Who was the guy from the beginning in the house waiting for the marijuana? Uh, uh, Eridy. E-R-D-E-Y okay. or something, or did he, so he which we don't know how to say. Snake guy. Content warning, we don't know how to say any names on the show. Yeah, so Bruce Green li- lived with the snake guy, who we've encountered a couple of different times. Okay. Sort of the, the people who lived in that house. So we so we're, this is sort of interleaved in this whole section. So we, we meet Randy Lentz, he goes from killing rats to killing cats. Um, and then we... Uh, go to the Office of Unspecified Services, and we kind of get an exposition dump about the entertainment and uh, and sort of, a you know, details of how they've tried to research it. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> and... <laughs> a forgettable passage. A forgettable passage, except for... Because um, it was just kind of a reiteration of something we've kind of already learned, which is that you can't watch the entertainment that the farthest anyone has gotten in is about like 10 seconds or whatever before they stop responding. Um, but there's a detail in here of, a um, the, the head of the office of unspecified services measures his penis every morning. And, and David Foster Wallace just, my note is just popping that penis in he pop, like literally just in he there's no other way to say this except the following he inserts the penis references to this man's me- measuring of his penis randomly into like this three page section that's about supposedly about or the entertainment is it random? or is it random is this a key or to something else that's going to happen 5 400 pages from now maybe but it just feels a little Feels a little on the nose of like shoving somebody's penis at us. But I mean, is it just to illustrate that he's insecure? I, but it's, it's one of those things where it, it was not in context. The, 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 the reference. Start off the passage with. It starts off with it. Oh, I, just hit my mic. <laughs> I got very enthusiastic and I hit my mic. Um, it starts off referring to it, but then it's, it's completely, completely. Um, a non sequitur in the middle of a of you know these very long paragraphs. Yeah, it's like it's a page long paragraph, and it's all about the it's it's all about the entertainment. Reports of the thing popping up yet again in Metro Boston, MA, re- remain unsubstantiated. That's talking about the entertainment. Tyne's been dispatched here in part to coordinate substantiation. There's also the special pocket Franklin uh, planner size chart. He charts the daily AM penis measurements in daily 
Though, though to the un- uninitiated, the little leather notebook could look like almost anything statistical at all. By now, several USO test subjects, volunteers, blah, 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 like completely out of context, just throws it right back in there. Hmm. All right. It didn't bother me that All much. right. It bothered me. So I wrote it down. Pemulus is hanging around outside Rush's office. Rusk, uh, who is the supposed counselor of the tennis academy, who was talking to Ortho. Who was that? The desk moving kid. The kid who was worried about his uh, desk moving. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Yeah, I think I think that's what he was talking to Rusk about. Mm-hmm. But Pemulus is just hanging around, and then Pemulus comes goes into Avril's office. Unannounced. No, unannounced. He knocks, mm, knocks, he knocks as he enters, and he discovers John Wayne, the star teenage tennis player, and Avril acting out some sort of football player cheerleader fantasy scenario. And, and he's not wearing any pants, just a jock strap. John Wayne is not wearing any pants. Pemulus is wearing a ridiculous outfit that is described in great detail. But, yeah. And that's just... That's left on a cliffhanger. Yeah. Um, which I don't think we get back to in this whole section. So so that's that's just looming now. Uh, we go back to Lentz, who gets coked up and starts talking very loudly. We go to Hal incredibly briefly. We go back to Lentz, who's still coked up. And then we go to Gately, and it's snippets of talking to different residents mm-hmm. um he talks to jolene to somebody who i couldn't identify to somebody else to Yo- yolanda regarding Lentz and how terrible he is and then stop me anytime you have anything to say about any of these we go to oren this so oren i have something to say so there's a the the actual section in the text is that oren is seducing a Swedish hand model. Uh, and there is a very lengthy end note that is, it is just after Steeply has left and that Oren unsuccessfully attempted to flirt with Steeply. Mm-hmm. And there's an extensive end note that is the interview that Steeply was doing with Oren just before Steeply left. That is sort of family history stuff. Oren complaining about his family, but trying to, but keep saying he's not going to talk about things, but then talking about some things, complaining about his family. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wanted to go, and I forgot to do this, but there was this description in here, uh, in here of him like seducing whatever this woman supposedly. I guess it's seducing, well, supposedly, because then we learn a couple pages later. Spoilers for a couple pages later is that she's some sort of agent. Right. Some sort of secret agent as well. Like, um, there was just something really gross about, I can't, I don't remember exactly, but it was like the way he described the interaction. It just, it just made him seem awful, like an awful person. But then it kind of like redeemed later, but... Like, they went on to explain how sad and empty he felt, but it still was like, I don't Mm. know, it just... Do we come back? Yeah, I'm trying to think when we come back to... 
these interleaved ones, I, I sometimes forget, you know, what's covered in exactly which interleaved section. Yeah, we sort of, he he lays out for us, we sort of have known that he, you know, endless, endlessly seduces women for, for one night stands. He doesn't, doesn't repeat the women and that he um, calls them all subjects um, with a capital S. Uh, and that he, yeah, really lays out here sort of his, his theory or, or, or process about, you know, how he, um, uh, why he feels like he can't connect with these women at all. Well, and I wrote down the wrong page. And so now I'm like endlessly flipping. I'll just have to like, I don't know. I wanted to give, maybe I'll come back to it later. Give a more. Oh, did you find it? No, I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> you looked, you look very, oh. I mean, yeah, there's this, I mean, it's one of these, like, it sounds like it's a thing, but it, it, I don't know, it's almost so vague enough. This is why maybe one subject is never enough, why hand after hand must descend to pull him back from the endless fall. For were there, for were there for him just one now, special and only, the one would not he or she would not be, the one would be not he or she, but what was between them, the obliterating trinity of you and I into we, Oren felt that once and has never recovered and will never again. So that is a lot of words to say he, he was in love once, his heart was broken and he can't. And so now he's sleeping with lots of people because it, it's not as good. And I kind yeah. of distrust, I, I've, I feel like fundamentally I distrust people who I just, I distrust the not people, but the, the over rationalization of I was in love. It didn't work out. And now I'm, I'm scared of doing that again. But is he aware of taking it? that up into, I don't know if he's aware of it, but the author, somebody is aware of it. Either he's aware of it, whoever, I mean, now we're back to the cold question of who's writing this. You know, what's the voice here? Is this David Foster Wallace or is there some intermediary voice here? But someone is trying to dress up that with this sort of philosophical language. And I just feel like it's doing a lot of work. It's doing a lot of work <laughs> for the basic concept of right. I had a really good girlfriend. She was too beautiful for words. It didn't work out for some reason. And now I sleep around a lot. Was that what you? No. No. But that's great. What did you, <laughs> what, what well, turned you okay. off and then what, what redeemed it for you? I don't know. You should just skip it. Okay. <laughs> Get that part out. <laughs> okay. No, I'll leave in the very long silence as we both just read the book. Um, okay, so. there's also some sex here. So I guess we should point that out is some sex <laughs> happened. I think there's been sort of Reference. intimation of that sex occurs and so on. I did notice in the, I think this has happened before I did. This is a sidebar on my already sidebar is, um, <laughs> out of all the swears and everything he uses in here. I can't tell if this is meant to be, um, he keeps talking about like, well, two different two different characters from two different very backgrounds have said like, well, when you try to X a girl, and X is just the single letter X in capital in, as a capital X. 
that. Yeah, when you try to X a girl. And I can't tell if it's slang or, but it didn't, I wasn't sure if it was slang because it seemed like the character, both characters who were saying it were, it was like one of the tense teens and then later somebody, I think it was Gately. And, or maybe Lens. Maybe it was Lens talking about trying to X a girl. And, like, I think they're trying to say fuck, but, like, I couldn't tell if it was slang or, like, out of everything he says in here, some sort of weird prudishness of putting yeah. a putting a euphemism in for it. Hmm. The fact that it's a capital X. I guess I lean towards that it's slang. Okay. And that it might be, like, kind of, I don't know. I, I was going to say that it seems like something, like, a teenager would use, but then Lens uses it because he's kind of immature. But okay. Sure. I'll buy it. All right. It's my <laughs> great move on. Um, next. Next. Okay. So, then the next is, the next is ridiculous. <laughs> I wrote down blindfold nonsense. So yeah, that was one of a the vehicle to lecture us about some dumb science thing. Yeah. So it's one of the tennis teens is wearing a blindfold and is trying to go to the bathroom. And Pemulus. Well, that's not all he. Well, he's doing it because he wants to see if he can play without seeing. Right. Because there's a blind. There's a reason for it. There's a there's a reason to start wearing the blindfold but throughout the course of this section the kid wearing the blindfold needs to go to the bathroom and he keeps asking Pemulus to d- direct him to the bathroom so that he can go pee and there comes a point where even though you're trying to do some experiment of trying to play tennis without looking where if you really need to pee and you put a blindfold on yourself, take the blindfold <laughs> off and go pee. Like, you don't need... It's, it's Your hands aren't taped together. Or right. It's, it's, it's comedy where okay, that's the constraints... What I was just say, that this falls under the category of some people think this is funny, but we don't. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of that humor in here where we're just like, I'm sure someone thought this was You know what I mean? Yeah. There's actually, because I actually noticed there's a section coming up where the, um, just before the fight that we, so I'm jumping ahead, but that's cool. So just before the fight, there's the whole parking the cars scenario, mm-hmm. right? The Ennett House residents need to move their cars at midnight because mm-hmm. of various bureaucratic reasons. And that description on of like it's about a page and a half or so of Gately trying to round everybody up to get and all the rules he has to obey to do so mm-hmm. to to round everybody up to move their cars and how he's jumping back and forth and trying to not lose them and then round up others and I thought that was hilarious. I thought <laughs> that section you did I did what? I thought it was. Because he's so frustrated, and it's uh, maybe the word hilarious is overstating it, but I thought it was really, I thought that was hitting what I feel like he's going for in a lot of these other sections, like an exaggerated, like it's it's exaggerated, but it's exaggerated just to the point within reality, where you can imagine you can imagine dumb parking rules, and you can imagine 
the kinds of rules you might have to put up with in you know de- working in a mm-hmm. um, uh, in a recovery house and and all the different personalities and we've sort of met all these different personalities and he even introduced some of the rules earlier about like how he has to buzz to go upstairs in the women's mm-hmm. section and stand and yell and putting them all together in a blender and putting having all those constraints rub up against each other, each of which feels like a realistic constraint, the whole situation becomes ridiculous and and, and how frustrated mm-hmm. he is in this situation. And no one of those situate no one of those things is an unrealistic constraint. It's kind of almost unrealistic that they would all happen at the same time, but it's that I don't know. I found that section maybe not hilarious, but like amusing. funny, amusing. Versus like you can take your blindfold off, kid. We don't need to keep getting descriptions of how much you have to pee. Like he's doing a little dance. Mounting and, tension. Yeah. Oh. Um, I just thought, I mean, I didn't have that same reaction to that section about Gately and all the his responsibilities. But it, it did seem to paint a nice, like you felt the stress of having to like think of like, all these things at the same time. So it was like a good yeah, description, passage, put you in the character. Sure. <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry. Grudgingly. Grudgingly. That was a grudging. Sure. I was the one who said it was good. Um, the content of the blindfolded section, like you said, is for us to learn about annular fusion, which is we've been hearing about for 560 pages. Mm-hmm. We're finally going to learn what annular fusion is. Do you know what annular? Did you did you get what annular fusion was? I don't mean to put you on the spot. I want to see if his if his thing made sense. <laughs> Give me a second. <laughs> uh, it has something to do with injecting subatomic particles, maybe with their own disease and then that somehow cancels something out yeah it's like it's (laughs) and then they use it to deal with environmental waste like you have to feed environmental waste like the whole the whole we've been hearing this whole time about how the um how they they you know, there's all these dumpsters all over the place, and then they are la- catapults launch the dumpsters into the into the area where the annular fusion is, is taking place. Happening? Yeah, oh. the whole thing. There's been these catapults launching dumpsters of garbage. Is that what, I thought they were like planes overhead. No, I think it's oh. like literally catapults. And when he doesn't say catapult, does he? I think it might. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to get out the Kindle to search for a word to see if he said catapult. So annular fusion is not, I mean, my takeaway from this section is it's like, it's not science fiction. It's like literary science, literary fiction. Like it's not a real process. It's he's, he's imagined this thing where you like, Oh, well, how do you make, how do you, make radioactivity you poison radioactivity how do you get rid of radioactivity you poison it which is not a thing i mean you can it's a sentence you can write 
we poisoned the radioactivity. They compare it to getting chemotherapy. Well, he compares it to getting, actually, he says, better than chemotherapy was giving cancer cancer. He says that's how they cured cancer, was they gave cancer its own cancer, which is, again, not a thing, but... Um, and he literally says, but it's hard to tell because it's Pemulus's, Pemulus's point of view, like like actually making the cancer cells smoke packs of tiny cigarettes, which, yeah. so, so what's going on in annular fusion is they're using toxic waste to poison the radioactive waste, which then somehow makes it the, the whole region like too productive like it sucks toxins out of the whole region and Mm -hmm. so they talk about whole forests growing up overnight so this is i guess i've been you know thinking about with like with the with the the tape machines or whatever which i can never remember the name of what they're supposed to be called the interlace projector or whatever it's called um like science fiction right i've been talking about how how good or bad this is as science fiction this is fantasy. Mm-hmm. This is just, this is exaggeration for, like, you can't give, you can't poison radiation. And so, so I need to reframe. Saying, you're saying that when you view it through the lens of science fiction, there's always a grain of truth that it's a possibility in science fiction. And you're saying that this is based on absolute nonsense. Yes. And therefore, your problem was you, you were trying to find sense. Yes. In the nonsense. Yes. Okay. Sounds like you had an improvement then. I guess. My only complaint (laughs) is, here's my complaint, because I have to have a complaint. I'm sorry. I just, yeah. What? You want me to have a cheerful attitude? No, no, no. No, no, no. No, no, no. That's not it. Sorry. Go ahead. Is that we're on page 516, 569 or whatever. And you just realized this? And I just realized this. But I you're feel complaining like, against yourself? Well, I'm, I'm, go- I'm not going to complain against myself. I'm going to turn it into a complaint against David Foster Wallace. Is I feel like I needed something so much more obviously. Like if I had, and maybe there was, maybe other people would say, you know, like, oh, there's something you should have gotten that really sets it in this in this kind of world. But if I had, got, if on page one it had said, the power in this world comes from poisoning radioactivity. I would have gone, Oh, okay, great. I get it. Like I get that this is a literary device to talk about toxicity and about, you know, we can, we can examine these things, but I, I I can stop trying to think about how interlaced projectors would really work and how they would affect society. You just want to make big broad stroke proclamations and and follow them out from there. And so great, you know. If 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 I had had my mind set that way from the beginning, I feel like I would have been a, much more at peace. And I really? do Really? Are you sure? I don't know. Somewhat more at peace. Okay, I know exactly what you're talking about. Real quick, The Lobster, have you seen that movie? I have not seen The Lobster. I had that experience with The Lobster because whenever I had read about it, for some reason, I went into the movie thinking this is based in reality. So everything that was happening on screen, I was trying to bend 
to our reality. Mm. And then it was revealed later, like that it was its own reality Mm -hmm. and then things made more sense. And so it's very similar. Like I just had to change my perspective to fit, to then understand and be Mm -hmm. like, Oh, if I had known that like from the beginning, it would have been so confusing. And so, yeah. But anyway, this is, there's so much more to talk about. Like this dumb section about alien fusion. I mean, like, I guess it's good that we learn about it because it's important. I guess I feel like it's going to, I feel like, this whole cycle of the notion of the, that one thing's waste is another thing's fuel. It's gonna, it's I, a theme. I feel like that's probably going to be oh, a theme you, with a capital T. Oh, oh. Take note. I don't know. So I did. Um, we go back to Oren, who's talking to a person in a wheelchair, ominously, briefly. We go back to Lentz. My note here is, poop is funny. I don't even is remember what it's one? about. Okay, this was one of the things... Uh, that I was like, this is humor that is not my humor. Mm. It's where his fat mother got stuck in a window. That is, that is. It's like mean spirited. It's just like mean humor. I I think I wrote poop is funny as a a condemnation. Yeah. As in it's not funny. This is another play. I wrote too much pick one. I don't even, I think it must be from that same story. Or maybe it's from Bruce Green's story about his parents of just like, this is like too much, too much. It's, you're, but you're trying I still to be. Felt like it was very sad. It was still like, yeah, it was cartoonishly. Elaborate. I mean that his father. I mean again, talking about its own reality. I mean, I guess I just learned. I just need to treat everything as its own reality here. But that his father lost one of his legs grew six inches longer than the other overnight, like in a week. Yeah, you do, it's like magical realism, right? Yeah. So everything, it's magical realism and everything up is down and left is right. And Isn't just, that movie, even cowgirls get the blues, kind of like that? I don't know. Yeah, that's Tom Robbins. We talked about Tom oh, Robbins a yeah, couple weeks see, ago. Yeah, it just, <laughs> it just keeps, yeah. Uh, you just need to switch on. One of the other things that I tried to do was I did try and, um, attach a movie genre to different sections mm. I have a very hard time doing it but like that's just like that sort of a lot of real tenenbaum type mm-hmm. and i love magical realism you just got to give me in the first 20 pages you got to give me somebody who's got wings and nobody notices or comments on it and i'm great oh we're doing magical realism cool i don't know i hear you yeah so this is the section where uh, we get to that Green sees Lentz kill a dog. Yep. At a Canadian party. Uh, the next section, Mario misses Madame Psychosis, who he does not seem to know. There's very specifically something, some line here that made me go, oh, he doesn't know it's yep. Jolene. That was one of my questions earlier. Yep. Does he know... Uh, he's friends or kind of newer. Yeah. So he's wandering around and, oh, I wrote, I wrote good sentence on page 592. Oh, he's talking about adults. Uh, the older Mario gets, the more confused he gets about the fact that everyone at ETA over the age of about Kent Blot finds stuff that's really real uncomfortable and they get embarrassed. It's like there's some rule that real stuff can only get mentioned if everybody rolls their eyes or laughs in a way that isn't happy. I actually thought that that section was, I didn't understand what he, 
was trying to describe. Like, it didn't seem realistic to me. Hmm. But I guess if we're talking, <laughs> keep coming back to the same thing. I guess in that world, everybody gets uncomfortable when you say, I don't know, they give an example. I, I guess I was thinking, I was thinking that did feel real of like, like at work, you know, at work or school, in this case, it's school, but it, you know, for, for us at work, you, you're talking to people and it's like, how was your weekend? Oh, my weekend was great. You know, you can say, my weekend was great. Oh, you know, we had some work to do or whatever. But if you try to drop some like, well, my weekend was really hard because I'm having some issues with my parents and da, 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 like people get uncomfortable. They don't want to know how your weekend was. They want to hear, oh yeah, this, the new Avengers movie is fun. Hmm. Maybe I'm just so far away from the social convention, the social contract of Mm. that sort of thing. Because when you talk to other parents, you're very often sharing things that are vulnerable and, you know, you're like, oh my gosh, this is so hard. (laughs) So it's just, I I was like, what does that mean? Mm. Thank you. Yeah. Gately's nightly routine which is sort of, like I said, setting us up. I feel like I feel like this was a good, this was one of the sections I enjoyed the most, sort of just his nightly, we sort of learn all the stuff he has to do every night. Mm-hmm. And it was um, detailed, but felt real, felt, I don't know, like something. Um, okay, we're back to Oren, who is getting a survey done by the person in the wheelchair. And we learned that the subject is under the covers holding a, machine pistol and And she also has a special device so that she can breathe under the covers yeah without like supposedly getting too much carbon no what what do you get so you i mean you can you can sleep under covers you just get a little warm (laughs) right i've slept under the covers like you don't suffocate but yes so who is she working for um don't care don't care and then the canadian we gately there's the section i talked about where he's trying to get all the cars parked and in the middle of that the canadians chasing lentz show up he killed their dogs he killed their dog 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 just one and they came and they're chasing around and gately is, is standing up to them because of he feels the responsibility to protect the residents. And then also he's enjoying it just a little bit, the notion of getting into a fight. Yeah. And then that's page 611. I actually read to page 612, and then I sort of looked ahead and realized it was another 10 pages. And I so I it. stopped. I stopped. I finished it. Well, How no, do I know what happened? I don't know what happened. I don't even remember where where does it leave off. It leaves off, I feel like, right bef- right as they're about to sort of oh like there's like two punches it's like right at the start of any violence Hmm. gaily in my head like they keep describing little bits of his physical appearance and Mm -hmm. um he now looks like a very blocky cartoon character like a big square head no neck big chest you know like just big fingers that's For some mind. reason, as you describe that, I'm picturing anger from uh, Pixar's um, uh, Inside Out. Oh, I haven't seen that. Oh. 
I guess I'm thinking of uh, what's the horn guy? Uh, the horn guy. The devil. Hellboy. Hellboy. Hmm. All right. That's that's more dramatic. <laughs> Anger is practically pretty short. Oh. So yeah, Hellboy. So Hellboy is about to get in a fight, but had a fight to you. <laughs> you can spoiler the next 10 pages i think we have a no spoiler rule but that that means like the rest of the book no, it's a if 10, you want to talk about you can, it's good though it's like don't you, you yeah don't wanna... oh no i wanted i it there was a tension i mean so there's a, like procedural tension right is like the fact that we're reading this book on such a schedule i was like no i'm gonna stop at page 611 like and then it was like right in the middle of everything. And then it was like, oh, maybe I'll read ahead. And I started to read some more pages, you know, as I got to page like 612. And, but then also <laughs> I didn't, we had one extra day to read this week because we're, we're meeting one day later than we usually do. So that meant I put it off until last night. Uh-huh. I read all my pages last night. So it was midnight. <laughs> I was yeah. sleepy. Yeah, totally. So, and I flipped ahead. I sort of flipped ahead to figure out how much longer the section was, and I was like, ten pages. Yeah. I don't think I can do ten pages. Which is these are. I mean, if you haven't seen the book, these are big pages. Yeah, <laughs> I feel small like I feel like small type big pages. I feel like the phrase like, "Oh, I couldn't read ten more pages." Like I would scoff at myself. But at midnight, this book, <laughs> I could not read ten more pages. <laughs> Do you want me to... Yeah, to say... Yeah. But I feel like I'd be spoiling it for you. Okay. Well, we can wait till next week then. Okay. So how was this whole section for you? Um, Besides the really awful parts. But even those were written in a way that I was like engaged enough that I was like, oh, oh cringing. But it was very easy to read. Mm. So it's... A, definite improvement over the past i you know i spent a lot of time uh procrastinating reading it Mm -hmm. because that's my habit to like be like oh i don't want to read that that's not gonna be fun but then like it was awesome how about you yeah i think i think we had a lot of i think i've said there's a you know my favorite my favorite of the three books that we have glued together here to make this one giant book is the recovery stuff. And so we have a lot of that. And even as unpleasant as Lentz is and, and really kind of shocking the, the way he's killing these animals, like that feels like it's maybe part of all of that, that his character being out. I mean, he's not even in recovery. He's doing this self justification where he's hidden some cocaine and he's still doing cocaine. Um, and he's obviously super messed up. Like, yeah, he feels like a necessary character, an unpleasant but necessary character in that story. And then obviously he's precipitated action. So that's welcome in this book. A fight, you know, is like, oh, some something's happening. Not just people talking about something that happened or talking about telling us about an imaginary nuclear process. But like, oh, this is happening. Yeah. Like I said. Hold up, hold in there to page five fifty something. Yeah, you could just start at page five fifty something. <laughs> you wouldn't be any less confused than if you had read the whole thing. You know, when people, I, I guess I have like I've talked about like that. There's a good, you know, two hundred fifty page 
maybe 300 page uh, recovery book in here. Like people have done like fan. Wait, did you say that? I have said that in the previous week. Are you making fun of me? <laughs> yes. yes. Okay. As I say every week. Um, no, like people did like f- fan edits of uh, Star Wars Phantom Menace to like oh, yeah? to take out uh, Jar Jar Binks, for example, right? They make an edit that, you know, um, and people have done all sorts of fan edits of movies. Like people have done it. There's um, pulp, pulp Fiction in Chronological Order. Like you can watch that if you want to. Somebody has done the work of of redoing the movie. I wonder if someone has done the work of like taking this book and chopping it down to. Does does anyone have that kind of time? I mean, you've seen the wikis that are associated with this book. I don't know. I feel like the wikis always kind of peter out. I feel like the one wiki that I was using started off real strong. Oh, really? <laughs> and then by like page 400, it's like, <laughs> like a couple of words to find. And, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Mm. What do I know? Oh, uh, the word I liked was uh, victory. To I know the word you're saying. I don't know how to say it. I I listened to the pronunciation. I don't remember if that means to urinate, which is just kind of annoying. Just say urinate. <laughs> and then klaxon. Klaxon. Yeah. Did you know what that was? Uh-huh. Oh. Sorry. It's an alarm. But did you know that it's named after the manufacturer? Yeah, it's a it's a, a genericized <laughs> brand name like Kleenex. I've never heard it before. Where have you heard it? Mm, books. Don't just pick it everywhere. Books. Everyone knows. Everybody knows that word. <laughs> well, I learned something new. That's awesome. Klaxon that's the sound of a klaxon but i didn't want to be too loud that sounded like a moo <laughs> probably it's a cow klaxon <laughs> all right all right that's our we did uh, it that's our show and our show's so short because the section was pretty good yeah we didn't have a lot to complain about yeah i mean i complained plenty so next week Hey, we are we are sixty two percent done with this book. Weird, weird. So that's well more than half. We're on our way. Uh, we're gonna read. I'm coming. We're gonna, <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> we're gonna read to page six hundred and eighty five for next week. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> My aching bones. <laughs> that's me feeling. Ugh. Ugh. Gotta carry this book. I don't move the book. I know you You come over here. You come to my house. So you have to, like, if nothing else, you have to carry the book. Um, I read at this table that we record at, partly so that I don't have to carry the See, book around. like, my, like, you were kind of like, oh, a wheelie, suitcase, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you had to lug this around, you'd be way more into that idea. Mm-hmm. Can I get you a tiny wheeled suitcase? You read at home, right? You don't go out to a coffee shop and, and well, show am, off that you're... I am, no, I did take this to a coffee shop and oh. read it. It's just sat there because I was like, I don't want to read that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no one came up to me, left it out, face up. I'm surprised you didn't get people asking you about it. I'm in the wrong neighborhood, I think. Mm. I got to go south where people are younger. Mm. Yeah, well, I wonder if the kids these days read Infinite Jest still. The kids these days. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. 
let us know if you're a kids these days. You can do so by going to, uh, you can send an email to podcast at terriblephotosofpeopleilove.com. So now do I have to do an experiment? Take this somewhere? Wicker Park? Or... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess not Wicker Park. Little yeah. Square? Avondale? Yeah. There, there are young people there. But are there young nerds? We're near Loyola here. Don't be creepy. Um, and uh, that's to the listeners. Like, don't be creepy about figuring out where I live. Because I said we <laughs> live near, there. we're near Loyola. <laughs> so um, I talk a lot to the people who aren't listening. Um, <laughs> when the actual fact is there's seven people listening and they all know us. So, we hope. So there's seven people. If you already know where I live, stop by. Say hi. Um uh yeah near loyola so we could i can just go up yeah, i'll go up near loyola and see if you could put this in a backpack i could put, put it, it in a little, little wheeled suitcase roll it up there you could put it in the cat carrier mm-hmm. and then i don't know have it pressed out i don't know <laughs> uh thanks to noogenics for our theme music and thanks to dave stinton for the name and we'll see you next week.